0: Hi, thank you for listening to Black to School, my name is Sydney McFarlane and I'm your host. I'm currently a sophomore attending the University of Maryland College Park. Black to School started because I wanted to give a deeper, more honest look into the black college experience. College is often sensationalized in the media through the depiction of college life as the epitome of adolescence in movies and shows. This ends up putting a lot of pressure on students to choose the right school, or the so-called perfect school. When I was applying to schools during the pandemic, I had no idea what to look for or which school would be the best fit for me. All the online tours said the same thing about their school, practically verbatim. Each school would boast their niche clubs, amazing programs, research facilities, and state of the art classrooms. Whereas I was more worried about their financial aid packages, sexual assault statistics, and the likelihood of me getting hate-crimed on campus. The online presence of all the schools felt fake and manufactured. However, when I got the chance to speak to real-life students, I finally got a genuine idea of what student life was like there. This podcast is designed to be that for you. Join me and my friends as we talk about the black experience on college campuses across the country. From HBCUs to community colleges to party schools, we got your back. Stay tuned for some good laughs, college application tips, and honest anecdotes about our schools. I think it's only right to start the podcast off with my very own school, University of Maryland College Park. Enjoy this episode of Black to School. Welcome back, Black to School. My name is Sydney McFarlane, and I am your host. In today's episode, we will be focusing on the Black college experience at the University of Maryland. I am joined with two fellow University of Maryland sophomores. Would you guys like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Comfort Oshagrimi, and I am a government politics
1: major, currently a sophomore. And yeah.
2: Hello, my name is Abraham Olalia and I am an information science sophomore. And yeah, I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you guys for joining me. Um, we are all ho students, that's how we met. We're in the same Honors College, Honors Humanities. And yeah, I just want to start by why you guys chose the University of Maryland.
1: Honestly, when I was thinking about applying for schools, I was thinking about cost, I was thinking about academic rigor, and like, comfortability to an extent. And I ended up choosing the University of Maryland because of how close it was to home, and because of a scholarship, so it just seemed like the most reasonable choice. Also, since I plan to have like post grad career, so I was like, let me save some money now in undergrad, so I'm not too broke by the time grad school comes around.
0: Yeah, literally the exact same store for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to apply to Maryland. It's just my parents made me because it's the in state school, and you can't you cannot be in state tuition. And I also got offered a scholarship. Mm-hmm. We both have the Banneker Key Scholarship, mm-hmm. but Comfort has a full ride, and I do not. So, yeah. Abraham?
2: So, also for me, uh, funny enough, University of Maryland was a school I always admired. I, I would say a dream school, but I was, just like Comfort said, things I consider were like costs, the academic life, the student life, and in terms of my career, what what college is going to help me have a strong foot when, once I set into the real world? And mm-hmm. University of Maryland seemed like that option. And also, I'm a Bernard Kiki scholar too. So, the money, you know, I got my tuition paid. So, that's why I'm here. And it's far from home too. So, I like that. I'm, I know I'm still in state, but I prefer that.
0: For sure. So, let's start with how your guys' freshman year was from the time you accepted your offer. Mm-hmm. To moving in, your first test, all that academically, my freshman year was it was great.
1: I don't think like I was challenged as I could have been. You know, it was interesting like trying to understand like the different nuances of like how classes and professors react and behave. But other than that, like I think I accumulated to the college experience easily. But socially, it was not like that. Like I was just like everyone's wearing masks, I don't know who's who. I was just, I was really to myself, and I kept getting sick. Y'all, please be used to the water. Like, the water is going to give you, well, maybe not you. But for me, the water made me sick. The food made me sick. So I had problems socially and trying to, like, adjust to, like, my new living conditions. So think about that. Bring a lot of snacks. Bring a lot of things that remind you of home when you're coming. But
2: For me, my college experience was, I would say, shocking because, you know, being a straight-A student in high school, Although, as a thing where high school is more structured, you can study a day before and still get 100% of your exams. But then coming here as a STEM major, taking 17 credits in my freshman year, I had a bad advisor. I'm going to just say that out now. It was crazy. I had a bunch of hard classes, a, a programming class, Calc 1 taking a, a two engineering classes and chemistry and then gen ed. So you can imagine that stress. So it was a thing where it was a shock for me. And it's like, although it's like I'm used to reading a lot, it was just a lot for me to handle. And also the student life. I barely had any friends. Social life, it was really, really bad. And also the dorm I was placed in was even horrible. Like the bathrooms, is it's, it's just... Imagine coming from home where you're comfortable and then you come to a bathroom where every single morning you dread your life before you use the shower. It's just crazy. But yeah, that was my freshman experience.
0: Mine was definitely similar. I think the only thing different about mine is like I'm still kind of close with a lot of my high school friends. Mm -hmm. So my social life wasn't necessarily like that challenge. But I wanted to make new friends. And it was hard with the pandemic to make new friends because in class it's like you're not really – paired together you're in a big lecture hall no one's really like talking to each other and they're like make study groups mm-hmm. like ask people like it doesn't work like that yeah. and it was just interesting to come to school have no idea what to expect and then you see all the upperclassmen and I guess the sophomores too were just coming from being online so everything was just very new and the worst part like you said the food comfort oh my god having to leave my dorm to go eat yeah to go to the dining hall and just eat whatever whatever was there (laughs) yeah exactly and just try and like make the most out of it because you really had no other
2: choice Mm -hmm. yeah the dining food like you said I was, I was telling you guys today it's a thing where you have to prepare yourself for the worst to go mm-hmm. to the dining because if you really expect the best and then you go there, the food is horrible, guys. It's horrible. One
0: thing I started doing is we have d- three different dining halls, so before I would check the menus. Mm-hmm. to be like oh what am I what are my options in certain places and maybe I'll I'll take the hike to go to the different dining hall if there's other stuff I tried that whole taking a hike to the (laughs) different
1: dining halls it didn't work for me personally Mm -hmm. the food was just bad -hmm. overall but maybe I'm just a picky eater and that's actually why I decided like I had to live in like an apartment where I would have my own Mm -hmm. kitchen and eat food that I liked because it was really bad and but some people will like it. Let's not hate. I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. Mm-hmm. Some people will like it. But, yeah, be prepared.
0: I think for me it was just, like, it was never a home-cooked meal. Like, yeah. it was just a distinct dining hall taste. And I know there are worse dining halls in the country. And there's, every so often, like, there will be something decent. Like, we had Mardi Gras the other day. Oh. And that, that was pretty good. The food was seasoned. The oh. food the food was giving New Orleans. Oh. Oh. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
0: Like, sh- what diner? The Y? On? No, it was... um. South. It was South Campus. okay. I think they should get, like, chefs of, like, if
1: you're going to have Caribbean food, get someone from the community to cook it and, like, put that money back into, like, a small business. That would be such a good idea. Once in a while, I'll have something
0: new for the students to try. But And then back to, like, the point about, like, academically, like, not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. I also, I think it just comes with, like... I don't want to say it like in a mean way, but like being naturally smart and not having to necessarily try in high school. And then all of a sudden you're looking at organic chemistry for the first time. It's yeah. like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I had to figure it out. But I will give UMD the benefit of the doubt because the GSS lessons, the TAs, the professors, like they will help you out if you come to them. No. At the end of the day, no.
1: If one advice I would give anyone is to make sure you have really well, you can't decide who your TA is, but make sure you have a good connection with them, like a new a good relationship with them, because they can be such an asset to you. They sometimes they know what the exam is gonna be on, so they'll be like, maybe study for page da, da da da. So make sure you have good TAs and make sure you have good relationships with them. And make sure you try to, like, once in a while, show your face to the professor. You never know when you're going to need their help. You don't even have to have some, like, grand relationship with them. But just, hey, my name is Comfort. Introduce yourself to them. It goes a long
0: way. I'm not going to lie. For me, I made a lot of my friends in my lab classes for the STEM. So it's like you're in lab once a week for maybe three hours at a time just chatting with people. And that's, like, they're in your class. You guys are in taking similar classes, maybe similar majors, and it's a lot easier to feel that sense of community when you go to class. Like, oh, I know Elizabeth or whoever's going to be there, and if you have a question, I can text them.
2: Yeah, that's very, very true. I mean, uh, even a STEM major, it's funny because classes like physics and, or calculus, whenever you have the exams, it's a thing where you actually need people to study with. And even knowing that, like you said, the TAs, very, very helpful people. Like, progr- I'm, I'm telling you guys, like UMD, has one of the best TAs, in my opinion. I'm not saying they would give you the answers for the projects, like the coding projects, but they would help you to the maximum. Like, you will understand this stuff, and you will really do really good on it.
0: For sure. Um, Next question. Do you think you made the right choice? Why or why not?
1: Honestly, I ask myself that every day. (laughs) Once I get my degree, maybe I'll have, like, a better, like, answer mm. because it's always something. There's always something. It's like, dang. But it's like I know no college is perfect, so I kinda have to like be optimistic and think, well, just because I'm having these this issue here doesn't mean like someone else isn't. You're gonna ask yourself that every day. I'm not gonna lie. You're gonna ask yourself that every day. Once in a while, I'm like, oh I really love it here and then I'm like, oh I should have gone to you know. Mm. But I think you just have to be optimistic about it and just be like, Well, Focus on the good things.
2: When I first came here, I would say, like, I thought I made the right choice. But there are times where I have doubts where my friends in other colleges, like Morehouse or UMBC, and they talk about the perks they have and they talk about the benefits. And I'm like, whoa, UMBC doesn't have this. But then at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm happy I'm here because even if nothing is perfect, you, you you have to choose one and take one and leave some. So I'm happy that I you know I'm here. I wish UMD could do better in some aspects, but in what they provide, I'm grateful. It
0: also took me. Oh, l- mm-hmm. sorry. It also took me a while to come to terms with the fact that like I'm here, because mm-hmm. I had better schools that I got into and would ha- have much rather have went to, and. It's, college is very, like, you have to do it yourself. Like, you're the person making yourself get out of bed, study for your classes. Like, it's very individualized, and there's times where you feel so alone. Yeah. That it's just like, am I making the right choice by being here? And I think that I did. Like, UMD definitely has its issues. I'm not going to say that it doesn't. But I feel like I'm getting a quality education. I have a sense of community. I don't, like, do particularly well in my... I don't do particularly bad in my classes or anything like Mm -hmm. and then certain like you said there's certain moments where it's like we are really all here on campus like Mm -hmm. together like right now we're doing really well in basketball Mm -hmm. and there's some sense of school pride that's there even if I'm not the one attending every basketball game it's just you um you appreciate it more um but like in terms of expectation versus reality for like your college experience Mm -hmm. where does UMD fit into that? Um, I did not have any expectations because I don't know if I mentioned,
1: I didn't really want to apply to UMD. So once it kind of happened, I was like, Oh, well, whatever. Like, I got the money secured. I beggars can be choosers in a type of sense. Expectation wise, I was expecting, I don't know, for it to like click faster than it did. Like, I was just like, Yeah, it's, it's just like high school, but harder. So it's like, I'll just like, get used to it but I feel like every semester I'm just like adjusting to something new a new schedule a new like because you're always meeting so many new people and I feel like that's the difference with like high school you stick with people for like the entire year but here like I'll meet people we'll talk for like months like for the semester and then I never see you again so it's like the expectations of forming like I'm gonna meet my bridesmaids here Mm -hmm. I don't know about all that but yeah I don't know about all that
0: yeah friendship in college is kind of weird because yeah. like you you're friends with people in your class you're friends with people in your extracurriculars you're it's very like divisive and yeah you have your friend groups mm-hmm. but it's like you're hanging out with everyone or it's like so, so I haven't seen this girl in a month and yeah. I walked past her we stopped and talked for five minutes and maybe we'll go seven months without talking to each other again but like we're friends yeah.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, I will say I had expectations, and from in terms of the living experience, it was a thing where I thought UMD all dorms were nice, <laughs> and I came, and I came. I'm telling you guys. So yeah. look, so um, during our time was the COVID time, so I didn't do the in person orientation. Mm-hmm. So I did the ver- uh, so I came in on the first day to school, and then I came, I stepped in, I stepped out back. I said, wait, is mm-hmm. is this my dorm? And then I stepped in again. I saw my room number. I saw my name. I said, Whoa. I'm sorry, guys. This didn't look like a prison, yo. Like, my high school looks worse. I mean, my high school looks bad to even begin with. This dorm looks worse than my high school. I was just like, Yo, (laughs) it it was uh, Bel Air. Oh. Oh, my God. It was so bad. And then I saw the bathroom. I say, God, this is where I'm going to live for the next one year. Oh, my God. So, in terms of our expectation and, like, the living experience, that. And also, it was a thing where, um, in terms of, like, social life, I noticed one thing about college students is if you form a group to do a, a project in a class, mm-hmm. most of the time... People are just there for that specific purpose. After that, you guys can see each other and not say anything. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was especially, you know, like maybe I have a study group, but I just noticed that study groups are kind of based off people that I just met out of interest of something we liked. And then maybe coincidentally, we took the same class and that's how we were able to study. So, so far, it's just been like friendships that were formed of not anything academically. And then that's how we studied together, but just starting our own thing, but just enjoying each other's company. So. That's what I have to
0: say. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of my study groups, since you've been, like, on the topic, have been people that I've seen in my classes multiple times. Like, Uh we keep taking these classes together, and then you find out you're in the same major. And classes are a lot easier to go to when you know someone that's there. So, like, I've planned to take classes. You guys have planned to take classes together, so it's just easier and more comfortable Mm -hmm. in terms of expectation i don't know i feel like college is just built up in general like this is the best years of your life you're Mm -hmm. gonna be having so much fun then you get here, you're drowning in work you're a little low in the food's bad you're just just trying to make it through Mm -hmm. and i am having fun i just it isn't what i thought it'd be like it wasn't what i thought college would feel like Mm -hmm. the sense of independence is definitely there but that also comes with a sense of dread um like have you seen like the show Grownish? i guess like yeah like she has a little friend group and they do everything together and it's like it's not like that at all Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's I like have my people, but it's just like I'm everywhere on all at once if that makes sense, but yeah. Okay, so what do you wish you knew about UMD before coming here? It's not that close to (laughs) D.C.
1: No, literally, (laughs) like, the bike walk away, like, it's a lie. Let's be honest. Like, they were like, oh, you can go to D.C., but legitimately, every time I've tried to go to D.C., it just hasn't worked as efficiently as it should. They They need to stop. I mean, we are close, but, like, it's not that close to (laughs) D.C., like... All right? And with like you know, they we have like a metro station, the yeah, bus yeah, yeah, the yeah. shuttle station. It's not helpful. We always have construction, the routes are always changing, so it's like you can't even get to DC. Like it's just, it's not that close to DC.
0: You just gotta figure it out. Yeah.
2: Honestly, I feel like I, I I should have known that this school is called University of Maryland Construction Park <laughs> because yeah. ever since I came to this school, guys. There's been a construction going on, and they d- d- just never finished. Yeah. Like, don't buy the stamp. Yeah. Yo, wh- wh- what are you guys doing? And it's like. You know, it's like in this school, it's, it's huge. You know, the first time you can, you come, you're going to use Google Maps to, like, figure your way around. And then after that, you're going to, you know, once you start working around, you, you kind of know campus. It feels smaller, but it's actually a longer walk. And then you notice that there's are, sh- like, shortcuts to get to some buildings. But it is annoying when, like, this construction and, like, let's say you already planned it. Oh, I'm going to get a class in 15 minutes. But then this construction, now you have to go back and now you're going to be late for class. I just wish I knew that, to be honest. And um, yeah, the food. Honestly, I I wish I knew how the food was, and just academic life in general. Just yeah. understanding that, honestly, just you by yourself. Like it, it is so sad to me that advisors are not that helpful. Only a handful are helpful, and I noticed that like major advisors, especially like those that are in like specific majors, are not helpful it has to be, like, advisors that you have maybe through an organization that is a more smaller community, and you guys are able to connect. Those are the advisors that are helpful. But in terms of, like, advisors for your major or whatnot, I wish I I had, you know, I knew that about UMD. Like, that would have prepared me a lot.
0: Yeah. For me, in that same, like, breath, I think that I wish I knew about Planet Terp specifically Mm -hmm. because – the, everyone says, like, go on, rate my professor, rate my professor. But Planet Terp is specifically for UMD. Mm-hmm. And you can search by the professor name or the course. And you can see the grade distribution for the class, mm-hmm. the ratings from for each professor and the specific classes. And, like, it would have saved me a lot of, like, stress freshman year, like, of mm-hmm. having a bad professor. Mm-hmm. And with the advisor thing, I switched my major, yeah. and I switched into a major that doesn't require advising, so it's more um individualized. Like, you can go to advising, but I don't. We have um degree auditing, so that's what I do. I see mm-hmm. how close I am to finishing my degree, and all of the, like, websites have the required classes, so... If you want to get your degree on time, you might just want to figure that out yourself. Mm -hmm. I also wish I knew, I wish I could, I wish I could have conceptualized how big UMD was before coming here, because I've visited, but it's not 35,000 people until you see Mm -hmm. 35,000 people walking on the mall at 11 a.m. trying to get to class. It's just you. There's so many people here, and it's just constant strangers. Like I'm never gonna stop meeting new people, yeah. and I kind of like that compared to high school, where it's just like everyone knew everything about everyone. Yeah,
2: you knew everybody in, uh, in
0: high school. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have known that. I
2: wish,
1: I, I wish that I had to. F- I knew that I had to fight to be in the classes that I need. Like I didn't know that you would have like schedules, like like you would have an appointment time to mm-hmm. make your schedule. So I was just like, okay, I mean, I know I have to take Econ this, I know I have to take Gov that, but then, like, the class is filled. My appointment time isn't till two days, so kind of knowing that, planning ahead, and thinking about, like, okay, having alternatives for your schedule, and, like, Making sure you have a second planet, in a sense.
2: I just wish, like, I knew how the waitlist system works. You know, it's it's, it's crazy because there's some classes where you're going to think, oh, I'm waitlisted for this class. I can't get in. I just found out that first day of school, when we all resume school, every restriction on every class actually drops so you can get into the class. But then you see advisors, oh, the waitlist is full? Register for another class. I'm just like, yo, I could have got into the class, you know. You know things like that. That's
0: actually a great point. What advice do you have for admitted and prospective Black students who w- wish to attend UMD? Yeah.
1: You have to fight for that community. Like you're, it's not going to come to you. You're going to have to go to the Black spaces. You're going to have to go to the Black events. You're going to actively have to put yourself in those spaces if you want to make Black friends because. Sometimes I'm the only person, like, only black person in my classes. And, like, we have, like, hundreds of people in these spaces. So, yeah, you have to fight to... If you want that community, it's not just going to fall in your lap. You kind of have to go out there and make friends. Commu- you know, socialize a bit, as daunting as it not, might seem. But, yeah.
2: Yeah, my advice is, honestly, just have your mind prepared in a sense where... If you, if you're basically, uh, all my friends went to a different school and me just coming here, like no friends at all. I had to make new friends, but just like comfort said, you have to put yourself in the circle of that community. Now, I'm not saying don't have friends that are not from other communities, which I do encourage, but you do notice that there's just talking to somebody from your community. There's this form of, you can relate to them more and there's a sense of belonging you can feel. So you really have to go out there and just put yourself there. You know, there are many spaces, there are many organizations for minority students, you know, so you can feel belonging because me, for example, my first week on campus, I was trying to hang out with a group of people, not in my community at all. Let me just say group of white people, I just noticed that. All they were saying is just know my vibe And I'm not saying all oh, white people are like that But it's just like I just couldn't like And all my friends in, that I've made in college And just people that are from my community Or s- similar community So I'm able to relate to them I can understand their experiences And also just understand that in class Just because you're black People are going to look at you a certain way Now I'm not saying don't, don't, don't let that limit you But just Go just knowing that yo This is the reality Of what it is.
0: I definitely agree with that. Especially being in public health classes. A lot of the topics are like, oh, black people are more at risk for this, this and this and this Mm -hmm. because of Mm -hmm. racism and everything else and the compounding of impacts of segregation and Mm -hmm. slavery. And just being in those classes and like not having black friends just like damn, like you're really and the white professors, like you're really talking about like the black experience and you're not black mm-hmm. and then not having anyone else to commiserate with about that was difficult which is why i joined the student of color collective because that was definitely an experience <laughs> um but like you said like i have white friends and not all of them are like super woke or like they're not the type of people i'd go to certain um certain topics with mm-hmm. but like they serve nice. their purpose. Like nice. you have different yeah, you have different friends for different things. And you're pointing out the BSU and like going out of your way to seek other people of color mm-hmm. is actually really important because I, I follow the BSU on Instagram, but like you, I'm usually working when they have events, so it's just mm-hmm. like I'm not a part of it, but I understand that, like I could be if I if I had the time to. Any
2: other Oh and know so one thing is this. just be ready to understand that you will try to make friends and people will ignore you because one mm-hmm. thing I noticed on this on this campus especially is clicks. People have clicks. Mm-hmm. And honestly, some people are welcoming, some people are very nice, some people are just arrogant, ignorant. Mm-hmm. So just be ready to understand that not everybody's gonna like you and be prepared like, Oh, you don't like me, just move on to the next person. Mm-hmm honestly.
1: I would say kind of be prepared for the microaggressions and people not knowing that they are like insinuating a microaggression, especially with like your academic ability or like your ability to be in spaces like they don't think you should be in. So just have a great sense of self and don't let anyone try to like portray what they believe you should be on you.
0: Excellent point. I know this is an honors project and This isn't made to offend anyone, Mm -hmm. but the culture inside of our Honors College in particular is very – it's very woke, Mm -hmm. but it's – there's also a fake degree of wokeness because if we are black people sharing our experiences and you kind of invalidate that by saying, well, like, oh, well, this also happens and this happens, but I'm actually telling you to your face, like, Mm -hmm. that might not be true – It's just a bit invalidating, and you have to be able to just like sit with it a little, Mm -hmm. and yeah, you have to be able to handle it. And in that same um, vein, your professor does not care. Your professor does not care whatever happens in discussion or like the little disagreements. Like your professor does not care. Only
2: a few care though. Some care, but majority
1: don't
0: care. Yeah, me neither. It's like it. The issue exists, and you will have a right to feel however you feel, and you have to know that at the end of the day, like that is your truth. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened happened, and whether the professor handles it properly or inappropriately Mm -hmm. is just like the outcome. Yeah. How would you describe the black experience at UMD? Maybe I shouldn't go.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, um, where do I want to start? You know, funny enough, uh, in my in our honors program, I'm the only black man in that program. Of 120 people. Of 100, 120 people. So, you know, at first, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I see some of the black people, but they're all women. But then I'm just like, wait, wait, hold on. I'm the only black man, yo. It's like, you know, I'm just like, damn, like, that's really crazy. But what I could just say is that some people just think I'm just a sh... Because... I find majority of the time when we do group assignments if I'm if I'm not sitting with other people of similar communities or the people of color I do notice that I'm I'm kind of left out of the conversation or they try to say stuff things that they would say with their friends and be comfortable with because I'm there they're going to try to keep it I'm just like just say it that's who you are just you have unconscious bias why are you trying to control it or if that is your nature if you're ignorant why are you trying to hide the ignorance like that's what you would say or it's a thing where people think i'm shy or they think i'm just that quiet kid i don't do anything i'm just like i try to speak to you guys but i try to have a conversation you guys just shut it shut it down no one tries to no no one tries to talk to me except people of of, of the same skin as i do so you know with that and also like some other classes too you know it's just it's just a thing where you, you're kind of looked at in like with a certain light oh that that is who you are and it's just being mindful about just how you carry yourself because if you carry yourself with a certain standard, you're kind of looked at with a certain stigma, so you have to carry yourself with a high standard too. I just feel like you're not accepted the way you are. you have to put yourself at a certain level just to be accepted and i don't I don't think that's okay,
0: I think for me. It wasn't, like, that much of a shock because I came from predominantly white county, but it was, like, relatively diverse, and UMD is a diverse um, campus, all things considered. Mm -hmm. But it is, like, in one word, I'd say it's humbling because we're talking, like I said, my public health class is, like, we're talking about very real subjects, like, people are dying Mm -hmm. due to, like, race, essentially, and just looking around the class, and I feel like it's gotten to a point where everyone's all, like they're over it yeah they're desensitized and it's like we're talking about all these statistics about how different things impact black people and then there's everyone's on their phone everyone is doing other homework they're scrolling on something and it's just like this button. exactly like i know this doesn't impact you or like you've heard this before and it's getting like beat into you practically but that doesn't like it's disheartening to like mm-hmm. watch no one else pay attention to the professor lecture about this
1: was well, the question again
0: how would you describe the black experience um I think the black experience is
1: honestly it's not easy at UMD, like in academic spaces, like I said, like you you remember that you're black. like you you don't forget you look around it's like, oh, dang, I'm the only black person here. And even with like the black community, like you expect that like all skin folk, are good folk but that's not always the fact so it's like don't just you just assume that you know your community is gonna have your back no you're gonna be fighting fights from both sides like but i feel like once you do have like a good black community it helps like it really helps like you have that solidarity of some issues like okay i'm not crazy for thinking that's weird okay like you can just rant sometimes all you need to do is just rant, and then you have the ability and the motivation to just keep going so honestly i think the black community is worth it umd you just gotta yeah
0: let me not say any further definitely negotiate your expectations we have taken cultural classes yeah and those classes have been taught by white people. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like the topic gets mistreated. It's just it would feel so much better yeah. coming from someone the, who actually knows what the experience. yeah, what they're talking about. And it's one thing to study something, particular type of dance, mm-hmm. but, you're not a reliable source. but you're not a reliable source, exactly. And it's just like the implications of teaching something that you know a lot about but don't necessarily experience or feel as close to the heart
2: is yeah. a lot and uh i think i'm not sure who mentioned that the one of you mentioned uh, the fact that issues that affect minorities especially when you're in a class where you're only the minority or one of the few minorities maybe like five black people or three black people and then they're talking about police brutality like no offense, yeah, no matter how good you are of a person, you, you cannot understand what it is like to be black in America. You can't understand the consequences, how you're looked at. So it's a thing where a majority of the time you see people on their phones, they don't care. Or some people would just uh, say some ignorant or it's just some ridiculous comment and you and, and you're just going to be like, Don't you have some sense of self or some humanity in you to say something? So I'm just like, yeah, some people don't care, to be honest. And it's not even just about black people. I'm in a class where we talk about, um, we talk about music from other cultures. You can just see that people don't care about other cultures. Like, when, when it has nothing to do with them, they barely care or they show no respect. And I think that is so disrespectful. You know, you have to be able to show respect to something that, Have respect for everything, to be honest, even if it's not your own opinion, your own community. Still show respect.
1: I would give an advice, like, you do not have to fight every battle. In my classes, I'm a government politics major. We talk a lot about, like, colonialism, lots of real issues that I guess, like, people have never had to encounter in their lives or just they've never thought about in depth before. So you're literally going to be the only person with this perspective in the entire classroom and everyone is opposing. Like, you don't have to fight every battle. Like, sometimes choose your piece and just, like, you can't change their mind, but respectfully say what you have to say. I just want to give you advice that you might be the only person in the classroom who has your opinions, and you might feel isolated by that, but you really shouldn't let it kind of, like, diminish your voice but always make sure you speak up and if you can't say it in front of everyone in class, sure do tell your teacher or like a TA, but just don't don't let your voice be carried by other people. Don't let other people speak for you for sure. The
0: same way that UMD is a culture shock for black people who didn't grow up around white people. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite for white people who didn't grow mm-hmm. up around we black have, people.
1: Uh, we're
0: we have. Yeah. Mm. And so Like, especially in Maryland, Southern Maryland is very white. It's very rural. And it's like, if you didn't, if not from like PG, MoCo, even like Anne Arundel to a degree, like Eastern Shore, Maryland, it's Mm. mainly white people. And they aren't used to being around black people. So I also like, I agree, pick the battles you fight, but also don't be afraid to check some people Mm. because there are like levels of in- ignorance that i feel like i find myself not being able to ignore mm-hmm. but it's You're also exactly but it's also like some people do come from like just wanting to learn like one of my coworkers was like your hair grew yeah and like i saw you yesterday and now it's red mm-hmm. and it's all the way down your back mm-hmm. to one of my other coworkers he was like so, like is that yours and just mm-hmm. like the questions are like
1: Curiosity is yeah. good to an extent. So I agree,
0: yeah. and it's just like you can't necessarily be mad because they just they just don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But it's just like as a black person, just like I was looking at him, like no way you're mm-hmm. asking her, like that's that's obviously not yeah. her hair, <laughs> and just little things like that that you just have to like get used to and be willing to withstand. Yeah, yeah.
2: and uh, to even add about curiosity, I've seen some people, white people or people from other cultures they 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 are curious because they actually want to know and not coming from a place of ignorance mm-hmm. while some people just ask because they want to make fun of you like oh they like they'll give you this look like disgusting or something. Something like, oh, wow, that is so cool. Like, for example, I know the jello fries is so common. It's a thing where like people are like, oh, my God, I want to try it. Do you actually have the food? You know, it's, it's a thing where they want to genuinely try it, and they're they're open to other cultures. They want to try something different from there. So I respect that, you know, you know but low-key can be a little bit annoying because you have everyone, oh, my God, how do you do this? I mean, you, I understand that stress from school and everything like that of people constantly asking you the same thing. You just have to understand that you're you're different from everybody, especially in the PWI where over 80% of the population is white or Asian. So you have to understand that. um, Yeah, so it's going to come. You have to be just open, willingly smile, and, you know, just take it and pick your battles too. Some people are ignorant. Just ignore them. Save your time. Save your energy.
0: And as immigrants, how do you feel like that compounds, like, in like a cultural way Mm -hmm. because I'm from Maryland Mm -hmm. like my family's from here I grew up here born and raised like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a little more desensitized to it than you guys maybe Mm -hmm. especially like you talking about colonialism and your classes comfort Mm -hmm. it's a little it's a lot more closer to home whereas I don't have those ties necessarily
1: I feel like there's a lot more dynamics that you have to encounter and just like walk through as an immigrant and having like different perspectives just because like yes you are black and like if a white person sees you they're not going to be like oh she's nigerian american Mm -hmm. so it's like you in your head have those lines and borders like okay with african community with the black community but at the end of the day like you're black Mm -hmm. (laughs) so don't forget that like always think about oh like this is how you're going to be perceived and i was talking about like different you have to like work with different dynamics so it's like Do I go to the BSU meeting? Do I go to the ASA meeting? Like, which one is the right fit for me? This and that. Like, how do I juggle it all and balance it all? So it's not like, you kind of want the college experience. And to be honest, like, you have to be willing to meet new people regardless of what ethnicity or what groups they belong to. So it's really about balance and, like, understanding, like, you have a very specific perspective that people may not. And Sometimes it's not always triggering, like, in your classes and when you discuss stuff and people don't understand it. You just have to keep that in mind and be open-minded.
2: Maybe college is better because maybe I'm more Americanized mm. compared to when I first came. But we're talking about college experience, so I would just focus on college. It's a thing where, like Comfort said, I have come to terms where I'm black. It doesn't matter, African, whatever. I'm black. So it's uh, I see that the thing that's a big umbrella where black and then now you're going deep okay now i'm african now i'm nigerian so that whole thing comes into it and you know people ask me oh you have an accent yeah i tell them like yeah i'm, I'm nigerian or right <laughs> or people ask like oh wh- where you from and i'll be like um from baltimore they'll be like no where you from so i guess i mean i guess uh, a lot of uh, white people or people of other races are actually understanding that, oh, we have more cultural people on campus. So, and I've seen things where I have um, friends who are African-Americans and, you know, it's like maybe we're all talking and then this person comes, just started talking to us and, like, oh, where you from? And then I say, oh, I'm from Bolton. They'll be like, no, where you from? And They'll be like, I'm from Nigeria. And they, they, they ask, then they're like, oh, I'm from Philadelphia. They'll be like, no, where you from? Like, I'm not, so it's a thing where I've seen instances like that, so, yeah, it's just coming to terms with it and just accepting it. Like I said, they're gonna ask you, some are gonna be ignorant, some you're gonna tell them you're from this place, they're gonna look at you with that stinky face. Some be like, Oh my god, I have this this that friend, I love you guys' food, I love you guys' music. So yeah. Pick the right ones to you choose and ignore the ugly ones.
0: Yeah. For me as like an American, I guess. <laughs> it is a lot of learning because i'm just like there's so many different african countries there's so many different caribbean countries and it's like i'm constantly learning something new about someone's culture even like not even black people like Jonavi, shout out Jonavi if you're listening (laughs) but like indian culture and like their Mm -hmm. different pronunciations their dances like there's always something new to be learning and i just like it's a constant state of just like meeting new people getting to know them getting to know their values and Mm -hmm. their cultural background i think that's like one of the best parts of umd if i'm being honest because we could be going to a a really white school (laughs) where it's like and we'll get to that episode later but it's comforting to know that like i i can walk out of my dorm and see people of color Mm -hmm. like i'm i don't feel yeah some sometimes Sometimes. yeah but i don't feel like completely alone Mm -hmm. and that leads us to one of our last questions Mm -hmm. who do you what type of black person do you think umd is right for like like a, a like not even like like a criteria perhaps like if you really like computer science definitely come here like we have a great computer science program Mm -hmm. like you'd be able to withstand it stuff like that you need some time to think on it like you got it you don't
1: i don't think there is one because like everyone in this room right now is a different type of Mm -hmm. black person and it's not that bad umd is not that bad for all of us so it's like the spaces like not every lecture is going to be for this specific person not every space in umd is going to be for every black person but i feel like there is a place for every type of black person here.
2: Yeah, one thing I really appreciate about my STEM classes is, is our classes are more science. We don't talk about race. We don't talk about culture, religion, gender. It is all that stuff is <laughs> taken. It, it is taken out of the window. So you're in a math class. You're you're straight up talking about math. You're in a comp, You're in a programming class. Programming. You're talking about data structures. Data structures. We don't bring any issues. None of that into the conversation. So it's like. You're an individual. You're, you know, it's like, I'm not saying your your identity is forgotten, but it's a thing where, like, we consider you as who you are. You're a UMD student. You're a STEM student. That is what you're considered as. So that is one thing I really appreciate about a STEM program. Now, I, I mean, in terms of engineering and, and computer science, that is what I really appreciate about it. Now, I don't know how it is in spaces like public health, biology, chemistry. I have no idea, but I'm just talking from a more engineering slash computer science based point of view.
0: I agree. I'm I've had to take some of those types of courses. Mm -hmm. And it's very just like this is the information, learn it. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of adjust. And I guess my question was worded weirdly, but like there is like you guys said, there is no like checklist. Like (laughs) I don't believe in such thing as like the perfect school. Mm -hmm. It's just you have to be able to know if you're gonna be able to acclimate to your surroundings or not if something's going to be right fit for you. So if you don't mind, like, a big school with big lecture halls with professors who may not know your name, okay. there's no, like, yeah. And we don't have, like, overbearing Greek life or anything like that. Yeah. Or, like, we don't have crazy sports fans either, but there is, like, that community if you mm-hmm. want that. Then UMD could be a good fit for you. Well said. Yeah. And you just, it's a matter of finding it. Mm-hmm and finding yourself in it and like seeing your seeing yourself as a reflection in other people i think is a big thing for me personally because i'm not friends with people i don't like or i don't find similar to me
1: people i don't like yeah yeah
0: And just you have to weed through the bad ones to get to the good ones and choose based off of that any final parting words tips have fun like
1: once in a while like institute something like weekly that you're gonna do self-care but focus on your books but have fun you know find your community you know go out don't be in your room all the time i should take my own advice but (laughs) have fun
2: one tip i do have though is network 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 that is so big and network not just for career purposes but more just in life i do believe that you need to Try to talk to people that are older than you, that are in college or left college, because we're talking about our experience. And this is just University of Maryland. We have many colleges out there. Network with people that, you know, are in your school or that are in school that you are interested in. They're going to tell you how it is from their perspective. I just feel like it's good to have, you know, to have a mentor or not necessarily a mentor, have somebody who is older or who has gone through the experience that can just tell you what it is like and what they went through. So that would help you a lot.
0: Mine would be, if you're applying to UMD, be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like my application was just very, like... Because I didn't want to go, so I was just very, like... I was very me in it Mm -hmm. (laughs) it, when answering the questions, and I think that really helped in the acceptance part Mm -hmm. of it. And then when it comes to making friends... Also be honest, because you don't want to spend an, another four years being someone that you're not or feeling like you have to. play into a certain stereotype, like this isn't high school. You can choose to do your own thing. If you never want to see someone again, you could quite literally never see them again on this campus. And so there's like a degree of authenticity that's required to be successful in college and just find what that means for you. So, Thank you guys for tuning in. This episode was sponsored by the Student of Color Collective and the Ho-Hum Student Council. Shout out.
1: Hello, everyone. Ho-Hum <laughs> Council, D-E-I, and Student of Color
0: organizing team member. Shout out, shout out. Okay. School is out of session. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black to School. We tackled what it means to be black and experiencing Being black at a Big Ten school, I think it's important to reemphasize how college is only what you make of it and you will face adversity wherever you go. This wasn't to dissuade you from choosing UMD, but rather give an open look into what being black is like here specifically. I spoke to Albert Clark, UMD alumni and current UMD admissions counselor about the black experience at UMD as a former student turned faculty member. His advice to you is to find an institution that aligns with your interests and goals, while also considering location, programs, research, and size as other factors. He proudly boasts UMD as a cultural epicenter with its closeness to D.C. Mr. Clark agreed with all of our points on opening dialogue about the black experience on campus. With one of the highest retention rates for black undergraduates and high job placement rates, UMD offers you the opportunity to make a lasting impact on campus as a black student. No college is all bad and our experiences are our own. So as previously mentioned, take what you want from this. And I hope you learned a lot. Thank you to the Home Student Council and Student Color Collective for sponsoring this episode. Tune to the next episode where I'm joined by Elise Laertigue former George Mason student-athlete as we discuss the black collegiate athlete experience.